This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So it didn't get us banned today as well. Yesterday I talked to Dr. Robert Malone, and somehow YouTube didn't ban it. And I reached out to you because I wanted to talk about, above all else, concerns of medical censorship and how, again, when I get censored, I try to play devil's advocate. I'm a 30-year-old guy. I don't have a medical degree. I'm just talking in front of a camera. To me, it is very, very concerning when medical professionals are being censored. But as I always do with this podcast, I have now talked for 30 seconds without letting you talk. So please introduce yourself, sir. <laughs> so thank you very much for ha- having me. My name is Dr. Mubeen Sayed. I am CEO and founder of drbean.com, where we have medical lectures. Okay. I've been watching yours every day, and admittedly, I, I don't understand most of it, but I like watching it anyway. What What is your biggest concern with everything going on in the world right now, be it the pandemic, being how the pandemic is being treated, being how information is being censored, Adverse reports of the vaccines are being censored. And for the record, because I know people like to paint it as such, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, neither is yourself. There's just a lot of concerning things about this for younger individuals such as myself, whereas people like my parents will probably benefit from it. What are your biggest concerns? What's what's on the forefront of your mind? So there are actually many facets of the damage that is being done. At the same time, I believe there is a lot of good that is happening as well. Uh, let's start with the concerns, as you're asking. Uh, there are there are some immediate concerns, and the, those immediate concerns are there are known, now tested uh, therapies which can help end the pandemic or quill the pandemic or calm it down to a very large extent. There is a deliberate attempt to try to suppress that information. And that information suppression is going on in the name of somebody who is saying, for example, ivermectin may be helpful, is causing damage because ivermectin is not helpful. And when Mubin would say it, or Malone would say it, or Corey would say it, people would use that and then they would die of the COVID. The important thing to notice is all of these statements are actually backed up by scientific literature and the studies, number one. Number two, can we point to any single approved therapy to which we can say this does not have side effects or this will not end up also causing damage to the patient? May that be steroids? We saw in India, for example, that overuse of steroids with a combination of mismanaged diabetes caused black fungus, which damaged people to the point of either getting defaced or dying. The prognosis is only 40% for for the fungus, black fungus. And now one of the reasons that it was popping up was the steroid use. So will we now go back and ask the folks who are censoring to say, you know what, from now now on, don't let any information about steroids go on because that causes damage. Similarly, if you look at other drugs, for example, remdesivir, WHO says don't use it. Other organizations say use it. So would the big pharma, sorry, these social media giants, would they go out and say, you know what, we are now going to block remdesivir as well. Did YouTube go ahead and block every single video and take it down that talked about remdesivir? So the concern that I have is, I'm going to wrap up this one point here, is that by deliberately squashing and suppressing some voices, they are acting as judges, but more than that damage of them acting as judges, they are reducing the access to information by public. 
I totally agree that the spectrum of the insanity of the messages is different for everyone. For example, I feel that 5G is not a very good message to give. But for some people, that is a very important message. So how do we then handle these things? We handle them by letting them be out there and let people think about it and do their tests and their trials and let the truth emerge. One. Second, this may be, let's say, talking about ivermectin, may be a bad thing for U.S. because U.S. does not agree with it. But there are so many other countries that use ivermectin and they're fine knowing about ivermectin. So when we suppress ivermectin in general on social media, we are actually suppressing information from those who believe in it and are trying to use it. So in that process, these giants are actually causing damage. And then another um, important, for me, I think it is a very important uh, damage that is happening. And that is the history, the fingerprint of a current work and effort in the society, that fingerprint is being erased. Imagine a student like yourself, 100 years later, looks back at this time and wants to create a study to say, you know what, I want to understand what were people doing at that time. Were they silly enough to just, you know, die of this pandemic? Or were they wise enough to run around, try to find out solutions and try to put solutions in front of them? What were they doing? And what would happen? What would that student find? That student will find that people were just waiting for vaccines and nothing else was happening. There will be no message from Cori left on the social media for that student to look into. There will be nothing from Mubin left. There will be nothing from Malone left. That student will not be able to tell what this society was doing and what was correct and what may not be correct because for that student, the hindsight will be 2020, but there will be an erased part of the information. That, I think, is a huge damage as well. So there are so many levels. The damages are at so many levels that if we just sit here for two hours and continue to iterate over these things, we can continue going. But the biggest damage for me at this time is people are dying. This is not something that, hey, you got cold and Mubin got cold and a third person got cold and fine, three people were on the bed for or inside the house for a week. People are dying. And safe drugs like ivermectin are being suppressed, which don't kill. Uh, Tylenols kill more than ivermectin. So what are they trying to prevent by suppressing ivermectin? Death. How about telling people that stay at home till you're, you're blue? Wouldn't that kill somebody? So anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue on ranting now. So I'm going to give the mic back to you. Absolutely not. You will continue ranting because you are one of the most fascinating people I've listened to. I, I was, I was, I was in. Why, why does Anthony Fauci have a job? How come you're not there? Why, why is that not your position? But you are talking about the. It's, you know, I said it yesterday with Dr. Malone. It's from the outside. It looks like pearl clutching, right? Every time we start censoring, it leads to genocide. Every time you start with something, be it book burning or being at censoring, it always leads. It doesn't matter what it starts as. In this paradigm, we are looking at alternative or non, I guess not, not one of the four vaccines to be approved. All right, sure, you, you take it on that microscopic level, let's play devil's advocate, maybe, yeah, they don't want blood on their hands, whatever. It's not what I believe, but let's at least try to entertain their belief. Whether it's that or whether it's limiting the news of the fact that we're putting Jews in ghettos, it always starts the same. You got to get your foot in the door one way or another. If I'm trying to rob your house, I might come up and bang on the door and scare you. I might bang on. The, I might knock on the door and say your son's dead. I might knock on the door and say your wife's cheating on you. Whatever it is to get you to open the door. Once I'm inside, I can do whatever I'd like. We see that throughout history, and it is. It's more than just, and obviously as a physician, you can see where your heart is. It's because people are dying. And how, how is it that ivermectin worked, works in another country and not here? 
We're not that genetically different. There's a couple things, skin color, eye color, whatever. But there are, as you said, layers and layers of damages. So we look back, let's say social media and the internet existed in 1933 Germany. And we would look back and never forget, right? We got to understand how this happened. How did Germany, how did a center of such high culture turn into a, to a psychopathic machine that systematically incinerated six million Jews and Sinti and Roma and gypsies and homosexuals. Never forget. Lucky for us, there was not social media. So we can go back and we can look at, there's a great book called KL, K.L. by Nicholas Voschman. It's a 33-hour-long audiobook. It's about the rise of, of the concentration camps. It's the most detailed, granular look at what happened. But you can go in, and it's all old documents, and you can see how it happened. If it's social media, and whoever his ancestor would be in a German alternative universe, Mark Zuckenfuhrer or whatever, you would ban these things, and we would look back, and we'd, what's the question everyone always asks? How did it happen? How did people let that happen? Well, we can look back and we can see how it happened, and thus we can learn those 12 million deaths or the 85 million total of servicemen and women and civilians in World War II. We can look back at that. We can learn from it, and they're not in vain, and we can prevent it. If there's social media and all that stuff is deleted during the rise of Nazi Germany, there's a blind spot. We're looking back. We don't have, it's right. It's like the missing link in like fossils or something. We're looking back and we're going, how did this happen? It's because it's been deleted. So it's more than just people are dying. It's more than just trust the science, which is the most unscientific thing any, ever, trust the science. There are ripples. And if we don't stop it now, the pandemic will be the least of our worries. But I wanted to have you on to talk about that, so let's let's steer it back towards there. Please keep ranting, because I rant every episode. You're a fascinating individual to listen to. What do you think is behind it? Do you think what's the big the big question? Is this money? Is this is this corporations putting out a vaccine and they're in bed with big tech and they're going, hey, you know, if I'm in charge, do I do I contact big tech and I, do I go, hey, squash uh, squash Malone, squash. Brett Weinstein's squash Joe Rogan. I want my podcast to succeed because that's we know that happens. We know that money does drive it. Is this money? Is there something deeper? Is is it just is it human fallacy and no one wants to admit they're wrong? So they're going to continue to squash ivermectin. What do you want to talk about? I'm, I'm listening to you. You are you are the well, you are the professor. I am the student. So, so, so good questions. And I'm a student as well. I haven't yet reached a point to be able to say, you know what, I know this is something that, that sure. I know 100%. So we are, we are exploring and searching and discussing together. This is the beauty of this yes. freedom of expression, to be able to sit down together and think about things and then say, I'll dismiss this and I'll keep this. And then somebody else would come in and further color it. And we'll continue to explore till we reach the truth. Uh, so I'll tell you my bias for what is happening and how do I see it. I have been from my very early time when I started becoming a medical doctor, when I was a medical student, from very early time, I learned that if I wanted to serve and I wanted to heal and I wanted to take care of human beings, then I have to develop an inherent love for them. And one important thing to do that to reach that point is to remove doubts about them. Otherwise, I cannot be a doctor. So it was not that I was somehow struck by uh, some enlightenment and I decided that, hey, this is what I'm going to love everyone. But it became need of my profession that if I wanted to care for someone, I have to love them. Otherwise, I cannot care for them. So I learned this very, very early on. And one important piece to love someone is to remove doubts about them. So I generally do not doubt people. I do not feel that they are deceiving or they are conniving or they are being wrong. So in the beginning of the pandemic, 
I had a very naive, you can say, an innocent approach to say that, you know what, these big organizations, the CDCs and NIHs and WHOs and the person now he calls himself science, uh, they would come up and they would say, you know what, we are in trouble. The whole humanity is in trouble. Drop everything, all hands on deck. We're going to go and fix this and we're going to include people with us and we are going to march together. To- At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Fix this problem. That's what I thought. I thought there will be there will be stalls and tables at every street's corner where there will be information given and the packets of vitamin Ds and ivermectins and hydroxys or whatever are given. And somebody says, I think this neem, which is a herb, works better. And they will say, we'll provide you information about that. Because what else did they have to do during a pandemic? It is not a small, single area problem. It is not that Mubin lives in Cupertino and this is a problem in Cupertino, so let's just do it in Cupertino. This was the whole world stuck in this situation. And what I found was that I was wrong and very wrong. They did not drop everything and say, let's focus on this one. All hands on deck was were not working for people. And it started turning out that the way I think, and I, again, maybe naive, we are just exploring together. The way I think is the following. Here is what I think was panning out. People from big companies, big pharma, were in contact with NIHs, CDCs, FDAs, all of them. It is inevitable. How come FDA picks up BAM, Lanivimab, and the phase two trial with 470 people becomes enough basis to say approved. And ivermectin people continue to die saying this works and their answer is still not approved or authorized, not authorized. I think what is going on is Big Pharma found this opportunity to be able to line their pockets even more. I was talking with someone and I was saying, look, It is billions of dollars, billions of dollars. Imagine a small channel which becomes COVID related. And all of a sudden from COVID talks only, they start getting monetization. Do you think that they're going to be praying somewhere that COVID goes away? And now if it is just $1,000, $2,000 extra making a small person thinking, small person meaning a small channel thinking, hey, this is good. How about billions of dollars coming in the pockets of these folks? Do you think that they would say, we can let this all go? So money is, of course, a huge driver. I do not believe, and again, my belief may be wrong. I do not believe there is some larger depopulation agenda to say, or you know what, kill 50% of the world and leave some people out. And I don't believe in that. I believe it's just a very human... um, aspect and that is which i think from a medical point of view inhumane aspect is that hey time to earn money we got lucky we've gotten a chance to earn a lot of money so let's keep earning money so that was one second part of this was influence people in big companies are in contact with the people with fda how does let's say Pfizer or or Johnson & Johnson or Moderna or other companies, how do they provide FDA debriefing documents that they wrote? And FDA puts that up and says, here is the provider and they have written this FDA debrief document and we're going to go over that. That is because they're partners. They're telling each other that, hey, Moderna, go and create this document. We need following data from you and then we'll review it and we'll see. And totally fine. This is how the world works. But in there, there is influence. There are people who are going to pick up phones and call and say, 
hey, dude, did you hear that there are people who think ivermectin is better? And they both would laugh together on the, on the healthcare leadership organization and from the big pharma. They laugh together. They'll say, yeah, these guys are nuts. And the result of that is without saying anything, they both would agree to be on the same page that everybody else is nuts. And now then the person on one side of the phone would say, I have a drug which I really think is very valuable. You should authorize that. It would protect a lot of people. It would save a lot of lives. We don't have phase three yet, but we are seeing very good positive things with the phase two. Do you, do you want to continue? And they say, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do it and let's move you forward. This is the influence in the contacts that are playing out. That's the second part. Third part, I believe, is the doctors and their egos. And that is where folks, I know my own friends who are medical doctors, who are practicing, who are students, who are professors. When I speak about ivermectin with them, they have a smirk on their face. I can see the edge of their face pulling to tell me that they are they are thinking, oh man, here is a nutcase that I am talking with. And why are they thinking that way? Were they taught to think that way when they were becoming a medical doctor? No, they were taught to learn more. They think we have learned enough. And media has a huge influence on these brains. Why are doctors influenced by media? The reason is very simple. They don't have enough time, doctors don't have enough time to go, and I'm talking majority, to go dig into the studies and figure out what is wrong there or what is right there and what I should use. So they're just going to wait for CNN to tell them something or Fox to tell them something or you or me to tell them something. And they're going to say, this is what I'm going to believe. And now they don't want to shatter their belief because think about it. If I believe in ivermectin and you challenge me and say, you know what, don't believe in ivermectin. What do I have to do? I have to tear down my belief system and then go figure out some other solution. That all is a lot of mental effort. And majority of the doctors are not going to make that effort. Similarly, the ego of a doctor at this time, as much as they are helpful, ego is also hurting because they're not exploring more because they think we know what is going on. It is a viral disease. Viruses do not really have a solution. So we actually are not going to find something. And the people who are talking about ivermectin is just... So that is how this dismissal is occurring. So if I wrap up this point as well, I don't think or I don't believe it is something to do with the depopulating or making the world infertile or making genetic therapies to change them forever, or having their children be damaged forever. I don't think it is that. It is simply money, influence, ego. These are sins. And I want to clarify, having money or earning money is not a sin. We all should. It is part of our livelihood. Becoming corrupt to get money becoming corrupt for the influences. That is where the problem, the sin occurs. And we are just stuck with the sin at this time. Beautifully said. <clears throat> I, 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 I did an episode last week and I, I kind of came to the same conclusion or similar to what you just said. It's very sexy. It's very, you know, who doesn't get lured into the, oh, it's it's the Illuminati, it's depopulation. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, that's all that's all fun and everything. I get it. Uh, who who doesn't who doesn't like? They're fun. They're entertaining. It's no different than a, than a superhero movie. I think the truth is probably a lot less sexy. It's probably a lot more depressing, and it's probably Occam's Razor. It probably was made in a lab with no intention of being released, and it probably got out. Everyone freaked out. There's a bunch of politicians who wanted to be seen to be doing something. And you have these big, big pharma comes in. And like you said, hey, this just fell out of the sky onto our lap. Emergency authorization. It's, it costs billions of dollars to bring a drug to market. We don't have to do that. We can just kick it out there. Better yet, we can't be sued. Hey, why don't we, why don't we put out some uh, new technology on this thing? A seven billion person clinical trial 
for free and we can't be sued and we can make profit off of it. And we know a couple guys at the top of Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And we say, hey, you know, give you a little kickback. You just tell them to shh and you can play it off as, oh, we're trying to protect the masses. That's probably what it is. It's not sexy. It's depressing. Nonetheless, it's evil and it's harmful. And as you just said, those physicians weren't taught to think that way. You're taught to be an inquisitive mind. To what did Richard Feynman say? I'd rather I'd rather there be questions without answers than answers that cannot be questioned. That's not science. Science is science is you're burned at the stake because you refuse to cave and you say, Hey, I don't think the world is flat, or I don't think the sun revolves around us. That's science. That it, it's fearless, sober examination. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it's as Howard Bloom says, it's the truth at all costs, including your life. That's what it is. And it's easy for me to say that. You're an actual physician. You uphold your oath. It's about, I'm, I'm blessed, and it's a weird way to say this, I'm blessed in that all of my grandparents passed away before COVID. So I, I, I know this isn't necessarily a thorn in my side. My siblings and my parents were very healthy. Thank God, right? There are people that are dying and they're dying because, and it's not like you said, depopulation, it's the aluminum. No, no, no. It's, it's these guys who are making money hand over fist. Is, is there a big conspiracy for us to go to Iraq? No, it's because Dick Cheney was the vice president and he was a former CEO of Halliburton, which gets all the war con contracts. It's not sexy. It's what it is, though. And people die nonetheless. What do you think needs to happen? Or let me rephrase that, because we can sit here and we can say what needs to happen, right? Anyone can sit here and say what's wrong with the world. We need to be more loving and take care of the... Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I get it. What can we do? What can I do? What can the people listening do? And what can you continue to do to actually make a change in the world? You know, I can't you can't, as Duncan Trussell said, I can't, I can't yell at world governments for not saving the planet if I can't bring myself to take the plastic out of the garbage can and put it in the recycling. What can we do to see a change in the world? And I know I'm ranting, but you're a fascinating individual and I want to pick your brain on that. Thank you very much. Uh, again, a beautiful question. And uh, I have a slightly different approach from many. The approach is the following. Or the reasons for this approach is the following. Again, very early on, you're kind of an age. The, the, this age, you, 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 look, you look so mature. However, it is a very impressionable age. What you learn at this time is going to stick with you for a long time and would drive your decisions and your thinking. In the earlier age, I learned a couple of things. One was some my family elders said to me, they said, when you are on a journey, there are going to be dogs who will be barking. You don't stop for every dog and try to shush them away or try to make sure that they don't bark. You continue on going. And he said, the beauty of this additional part of the message was, he said, do the same for your thoughts as well. That sometimes even your own thoughts bark as well. Just leave them alone and keep going. So that is one that I learned. And the second was from Dale Carnegie. In one of his book, he had written that if you want to cross a jungle, a forest, you do not have to cut every tree. I'm paraphrasing. You don't have to cut down every tree to make your path. You can go around the trees and continue on marching ahead. So my approach during this pandemic as and before has always been there are obstacles, there are difficulties. We need to continue to march ahead instead of stopping 
and saying, I'm going to fix this difficulty. I'm going to fix that barking dog. I'm going to cut this tree to make a path. So for me, what is the path? How do we move forward? The path is to recognize that this is happening. There are organizations, FDA, CDC, NIH, WHO, there are organizations and other countries, such organizations, that have, that have their own interest in their mind. And their interest is not human. They say it, it is for human. Their interest is with their influences, their contacts, their, their jobs, their praises, their promotions, their career uh, recognitions, and so on. Their contacts in the pharma to go from here to pharma or pharma to here. That is what is happening and would continue to happen if we hold our breath to say that they would amend their ways. Or, as some people sometimes say to me, there should be no more WHO, there should be no more CDC. I don't think we can wait here to say, let's wait for WHO to go away or CDC to go away. Neither can we create a group that would go and somehow dismantle WHO. That's not going to happen. So the that means these trees are not something to go and say, I want to cut this tree. We have to go past them. We have to go around them. And how do we do that? Look at how FLCCC does. They have created a team, Dr. Corey, Dr. Paul Merrick, they've created a team. That team is continuing to educate people. They're continuing to bring in the protocols to say, here is what is helping. Here are the doctors who are helping. Here are the drugs that can help. Here is the pathophysiological mechanisms that we know as a doctor. And we know the medicines that fit in those mechanisms to help. And here is how to provide that help to your patients if you're a doctor. And if you're a patient, here is how to understand what help you need. So in my opinion, this continuous education, continuous offering of education, sharing of education, looking at the concepts, looking at the medical concepts and figuring out what is right and what is wrong, working on those, spreading those, I think is the only solution. I feel we, the people, are still in majority compared to CDCs and FDAs. So if we become more united for our own benefit and support organizations, and I'm not talking about financial support, we look towards them to say, hey, you are providing leadership. Tell us more about it. Let me share their message more to others. I think that is how we will get out of this pandemic with less damage. I do not think this is the time where we wait for these bigger organizations to come crashing down. That's one part of it. Second part of this is to look at other countries that have used drugs that are actively suppressed and bad mouth here. Look at ivermectin's use in India. Look at ivermectin's use in other countries. Look at hydroxy's use. Look at zinc's use. Look at just the masking and so on. Various countries have various ways of helping. Taiwan has its own way of helping. South Korea had their own way of helping. Look at what they're doing and learn from that as a, as a human being and see what can I do to protect myself and the people around me. If you just reach at that point to protect yourself and the people around you, and if more and more people did that, we would generally start protecting the society. Third part, which I think is crucial, is to stop becoming groups. I am seeing a lot that when this leadership is missing, leadership is missing because if you ask FDA what is important, they'll say vaccine. If you ask CDC what is important, they'll say vaccine. So is there anything else important? They'll say, no, not, don't even talk about it. So that missing leadership is causing people to have to make decisions. And because of that, there is fragmentation in thought patterns and there is grouping around that. So now we have people who are anti-mask. There are people who are pro-mask. There are people who are anti-ivermectin. There are people who are pro-ivermectin. I was reading a comment this morning by a person and I was surprised that that person said about one of my guests on my channel and very, very decorated guests, 
And this guest of mine said, he's a big proponent of ivermectin, but at the same time, he's vaccinated too. This is the same situation for me. And this person commented and said, you can't play both sides of the game. But the, this is not a freaking game. <laughs> the, these are drugs. You cannot ask me to say, you know, as a medical doctor, you should not prescribe Tylenol or Advil or you're playing both sides of the game or meaning these are solutions and these are medical solutions and a medical doctor can put those solutions out and then say this group of people, this thing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's not good for you, but this thing is good for you and so on. So the result is the lack of leadership has made people take ownership of their own protection. And for that, they have started becoming groups. And these groups are now fighting with each other. Once again, if you see the result of this fight is that the leadership side with the vacuum still does not feel accountable because they look down at people and say, well, look at them, they are insane, they are lunatics. They're just fighting about masks with each other. This is the damage that has occurred. And I think we need to reduce that as much as possible. So when somebody says to me, I am an anti-masker, I say, fine, that, that is your belief. If you feel that you are not putting somebody at danger with that, then that is your, your decision. You have to figure it out. Your community, your home, your employment, your work areas, this is your decision. But you should know the science, you should know the understanding of how these works. This, I think, is very important to allow flexibility of thought at this time. The best would have been, if I said ideal, that would have been folks like CDCs and FDAs and NIHs holding weekly debriefs to say, we heard about vitamin D from this person. And we looked at, we have this billions of dollars and we have this army of doctors and they went and, and they started looking for vitamin Ds and all the papers and we have come back and we think vitamin D may be very important. So why don't you get your vitamin D levels tested and then take vitamin D if necessary. And if you have a calcium dysregulation, then don't do this. And that leadership is missing. And I would have loved to have that there. In the absence of that, I would say, look at organizations like FLCCC and see what they are saying. Look at other doctors who may have solutions that are available. And finally, there is one more thing that I think is important. And that is, I feel Facebooks, Twitters, YouTubes have become too much of an obstacle. And again, we can't sit here to say they should come down, they should be torn down. That's not going to happen. But parallel entities need to be formed. So far, I'm seeing there are lots of let's say bit shoot is there, rumble is there, this uh, my pillow guy's Frank is there. <laughs> yeah. The problem is they seem too much of fringe sometimes. They seem too much of inclined towards one kind of uh, discourse versus another. I am not yet seeing a balanced approach by some of the alternatives. I think it would emerge, but this is a high time to understand what is the alternative to Facebook? What is the alternative to YouTube? What is the alternative to Twitter? How can we have another set of companies now that can look at this set and say, what are the gaps with these companies' policies and terms? What are the, where are they causing damage and how can we prevent that? So again, if you look at all of my solutions, they are about not cutting down the trees, but figuring out how do we continue to march ahead. So some some of my thoughts, again, some more rant. That was beautiful. You, that, was, that was beautiful. It's, you don't rant. I rant, 
a rant implies <laughs> a crazy person that doesn't know where they're going with what they're saying. You, you, you speak beautifully. It's, but, but you're right. I mean, starting last year, I started uploading all my videos to BitChute and Rumble. And actually, Spotify doesn't censor. I know some people don't like Spotify. I don't necessarily use it, but I do upload the audio there. And my initial thoughts were the same as yours, is it felt like it was a team. It was, okay, yeah, sure, I'm a conservative guy. I love the American flag and everything. But like, I don't want to play that game. It's the same thing. It's you know, I've had people comment, why are you so anti-vaccine? Why do you – not anti-vaccine. I, I got into medical school in 2013 in Miami. Now, my family members are all, are all nurses and physicians. My family and friends are all vaccinated. I think it's fantastic. I just want to know why. But the point is, is it doesn't have to be teams. It doesn't have to be, oh, you're anti-vax. You must be pro-Trump. And it's, what does what is, what is that have to know? It's, it's, you can't stop for every barking dog or you're never going to get to the destination. And so I looked through all these things and I was, well, you go to BitChute and Rumble and it's, you can upload there and not be censored. But then you look at the other videos and it's, it's Alex Jones and it's, oh, this is the Illuminati. We're depopulating the world. And you're like, ah, damn it. Like, but you have to look back and you have to think about when Facebook first started, when YouTube first started. And yet look at things before them. It never starts as this. It's never going to compete. You just have to start. And you just have to do your part. I can't complain that there's no alternative to YouTube if I, a content creator, doesn't take the extra 10 minutes out of my day to also upload to BitChute, upload to Rumble. And even BitChute, I'm not sponsored by them, but I'll give them a plug. For the last year, their platforms, it's kind of terrible because you'd upload videos sometimes and it wouldn't go through. You'd upload it and it just would never process. And you'd be like, what the hell? And so you'd have to upload it a second, a third, a tenth time. But I kept doing it because I wanted to be the change that I want to see in the world. And about two months ago, I don't know what they did, but they finally tweaked it. And that's a little tiny example. But the point is, Rumble, their user interface is getting better. It's these baby steps and you have to start just, you can't say that it it should happen if you're not willing to do the tiniest part possible. And they do arise. And more now when I have a video that I can't upload on YouTube, I tell everyone, hey, go watch it on Rumble and BitChute. It's these tiny things. And most importantly, I think it's it's don't take it as a team and check your ego at the door. There's no let's say we find out the vaccines are bad. Let's say we find out in 10 years that they're, they had terrible side effects. We're not going to get anywhere if I come on here. Where Dr. Malone comes on here and says, told you, I told you, you idiot. That's not going to do anything. So now the people that might have been receptive to thinking about what was I wrong. Now they're going, well, this guy's calling me an idiot. I don't want to talk to that guy. And now we're just digging our heels deeper. There's no, no one's winning. There's no win loss. There's no, I got, I was right. Like you said, we're all exploring this together, whether it's, whether it's treatment for the pandemic or whether it's can we find alien life or, you know, is the universe expanding or shrinking or redshift or galaxies or quantum physics entanglement or, or what's whatever's going on. Are there more things than carbon-based life forms? Is there faster than light travel? I mean, how fast can we get the Internet going? Is there human life extension? VR, Neuralink, Elon Musk. We're exploring this whole thing. None of us are winning. You and I didn't invent the internet. You didn't invent a phone. I didn't invent throat spray. It's We're using all of these things that have been built over 10,000 years by people who had the maturity to go, you know, what's the great quote? A society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they know they won't sit under. That's what we have to be doing. And... I know. I, now, see, that was a rant. What I did was a rant. See, whereas you're intelligent, and I start, and I'm I start <laughs> listening to you. I'm totally fine if you continue because I love it. Yeah, yeah. Your, yours is a yours is a professional speech. I'm screaming about galaxies and Elon Musk. But the point oh, is, doing great. thank you, sir. The, you're too kind. The point is, 
is, I mean, and it sounds so simple and so cliche and it's almost nauseating. You're like, oh, but like, be the best person. Just be the best person. Do, do what you, be the person your dog thinks you are, right? Just tell the truth. Hey, if something's, if it comes out that the vaccine is the greatest thing since sliced bread, then what I need to do is put out a video saying, I'm a moron. I apologize. But when you go up to someone, a fellow physician, and you say, you know, I'm thinking about using this ivermectin treatment or this remdesivir or hydrox, and you see the little smirk in the corner of the mouth, there's two ways to go about that. You can say, F this guy. That's not a real physician. Or you can do what you're doing. And it's kind of right how you're supposed to break karmic cycles. If someone's mean to you, you can either deflect it back or you can internalize it. And what did Alan Watt or Ramdas say about gurus? You know you're in the presence of a guru because you say something mean to them and it doesn't come back. It's like standing next to a well and you throw a rock down and you never hear the splash. That's what you can be. So if someone wants to say you were wrong, I was right, whatever... Just in turn, and now, now I'm truly going on a rant. Now we're into philosophy and Taoism and everything. <laughs> well, you're 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 too kind, but that's the point. Is so. Let's let's conclude this with some actual actual actionable advice. Go to bit shoot and rumble. Try to be part of the things that you want to see arise. If you're not okay with the existing social media oligarchy. Tell the truth. Open your mind. No one's right or wrong. We all win if we find out the best way to deal with this pandemic and the next one, which there will be in a hundred years or a thousand years or five months. If we keep digging our heels in, we saw what happened when everyone dug their heels in. We saw it in 1914 to 1918, World War I. We dug trenches and we said, I'm not moving and they're not moving. A bunch of people died for nothing. We've been there before. We can get through this. Doc, back to you, because now my rant's over. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So I, um, I want to be... Uh, one thing that I've learned is that I disclose my biases. Because this is impossible for us to not have biases. Yes. We are right now talking with each other. We have our own biases. And then we have our bias that somebody is going to listen to us. And then... We're going to try to make sure that the ones that we are interested in listening to us may understand our message more clearly. So there, there are biases all the time. When you walk up to your, when you're a child and walk up to your parents and say, I want this candy and they say, no, you don't. And you say, I want it. And there is a back and forth. There is a bias in there and there is a negotiation in there and a communication in there. So what I have done during this pandemic's time is that Number one, I have not allowed my politics or my religion or my belief, personal belief systems to interfere as much as I could from articulating the message for general one. Secondly, I have never tried to say somebody who is not going to get a vaccine should not come near me and not talk with me or somebody who is not going to like ivermectin should not talk with me. However, I've seen that when people become upset, and this is a piece of advice, when they become upset and they articulate their message and they add a lot of profanity in there, a lot of curses in there, and lots of threats in there, they lose their own message because majority of the time, if I look at a comment that has some threat in there or some curses in there, I just don't even read it. I just move on. Yeah. Sometimes I just delete it. The point I'm making is a discourse that allows people to just put their point out without the emotion out can be very helpful at this time during this pandemic, number one. Number two, I think this is a very important piece to realize. For a non-medical person, information is being bombarded at them from all fronts. There are rumors, there are myths, there are inaccuracies, there are correct information in there as well. And as you may have seen, from studies point of view, the studies, the medical studies, you would see research about everything from all aspects. 
you will find somebody coming up and saying vitamin D is really bad. And then somebody else is coming up and saying vitamin D is really good. So how do you start wrapping your head around these things? Most of the time I'm seeing that is the area where people either become confused or they become a group. They say, I believe in vitamin D being great. And now anybody who says it is not, I'm going to just yell at them. The, the right way to do is, if you really want to see where may be the truth, then start with the books, textbooks. The reason a textbook has to include material that has 100% guarantee that the publishers and the authors can stand behind them and say this is accurate. They cannot take a study to say ivermectin is good and they, in the next study, in next chapter, take a study that says ivermectin is bad and put them both there to say ivermectin may be good or bad. They have to do their research and figure out what is correct, what is tried and tested, and then put that in the books. So start with the books and see what does a book say that can become your basis for truth. Then on top of that, then start adding researches. And when you start adding studies, start looking at people's comments about them, start looking at the affiliations of this, and start looking at one general way that I do. Again, my bias, I'm opening my biases. My bias is to say, does this study in some way help a big pharma? Now, that may be actually a, a totally honest to God, sincere study, which eventually ends up helping a big pharma. But still, look at a study from this point of view as well. Where does it lean? Towards the people or towards the money? And that would also give you some idea of where the color of the study may not be correct. And then finally, what I have been doing is, Tommy, that I just, I just opened my biases. I am very clear to my audience that I am pro-vaccine. I'm very clear that I am pro-ivermectin. And when somebody says, pick a side, I tell them that that's not going to happen. I like them both. At the same time, I'm very clear that under 50 years of age, for women, adenovirus-based vaccines are not correct. And a, a study came out a few days ago that showed that it may be something to do with the aspiration and the vaccine is going directly in the vein and that is causing it. I think that is a good thing to look at. That may be a good exercise to aspirate as well. But once again, if you look at the studies leaning, and I don't mean that authors are biased, but the leaning is away from the big pharma. If I go to big pharma today and say, your vaccine caused this woman to die of clotting, they're going to say, check this study out. It says that it was the healthcare worker who injected in a vein and that caused it. And all of a sudden, they're off the hook. So the what I do is I open my biases. I clarify where I stand. And in addition to that, what I do is I never push back on others to say, you, you have this belief and so you are not welcome in my audience. So that, I think, is an important thing at this time to at least disclose. So you must have some biases. And I'm sure that when you speak about things, you probably reveal it and say, I believe it in this way. You don't believe it? Fine. This is my belief so you understand. You don't have to read between the lines with me. You know where I stand. Now you can dismiss part of my message to say when Mubin, for example, many people say it. They say it looks like Mubin is pro-vaccine. Although they don't know that I am a very selective vaccine person. But let's say they color me and they say Mubin is pro-vaccine. So I'm not going to listen to his vaccine messages. On the other hand, we really love the mechanisms of ivermectin that he presents. And I'm going to listen to that. So there are, I think this is a better way to present yourself and your message than to hide it and then try to weave your intent because then that looks deceptive. And I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking in general for how we move forward. I wish if it was a utopia and organizations like CDCs and FDAs and NIHs, if for once they had said, we are at a worst time for human beings 
in our lifetime. So maybe we should drop thinking how to have more money earned for pharma or how to respond to our contacts and influences and how to do our own research instead of trusting Merck's research and then approving their drug because we trust Merck and they did all the research and I just have to sign it and I'm good versus I have to ask my team to go research ivermectin and then come back and then we have to do some mental effort to approve or not approve it. I think if they rose up at this time and became pro-humans for some time, which meant stop their laziness, stop their bureaucracy, stop that thinking pattern that they have adopted, that big pharmas do all the legwork for them and they just sign it. If they stop from there, they would have helped a lot. They can still help. I think we are towards the end of the pandemic. They can still help. But in the long run, I think we have learned a big lesson. And there is a silver lining. These lessons would allow more platforms to emerge. You are a young man. Your message for the rest of your life is now colored by the events now. And as you would keep hammering those messages, there would be change that would continue to come in. And now imagine worldwide, many like you who have observed what happened and what their elders did. We are your elders at this time. You are looking at us and saying, my God, look at the mess they have produced. And when you get the chance to put your messages and your impact out and you would improve it, world will become a better place organizations will emerge that will be better than these organizations like Facebooks and Twitters. And we would have a better world after some time. I think we should just keep marching ahead. When are you going to run for president? <laughs> so I'm not eligible to run for president. <laughs> Nonsense. Okay. Senate. I'll vote for you. That it was, it was, <clears throat> You're absolutely right. And it's something that I try to do and I've been trying to do since the beginning and I will continue to try to do and improve upon is disclose my own biases, right? I'm, 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 I'm conservative. I have on a lot of military veterans, Delta force guys and Navy seals. And because of that, to the, to the dismay of a lot of people that do listen to this, I always try to play devil's advocate. I'm like, what is the other side? I don't know all the answers. To say I know all the answers is the root of all the problems in the history of man. I, what does someone else think? Where are they coming from? These people are not stupid. If you talk to someone and they vote opposite of you or they're pro-vaccine or they're anti-vaccine, what I try to do is I look at you know some of the guys I've known my whole life, some of my best friends, who are on the complete opposite political spectrum of me. But they're intelligent, they're respectful, I would trust them with my life. They're doctors, they're lawyers, they're accountants, their wives are intelligent people. And I think I approve of every aspect of them except for this one thing. Is it really that they're bad or they're wrong? Or is it that they're intelligent people who have a different series of life events in their incarnation on this planet than me? And so we're colored. If if I'm from Boston and you're from New York and I like the Red Sox and you like the Yankees, it doesn't mean one of us is right or wrong. It means that we have, right? It's So to just close your biases and to say, hey, this is how I lean, so take what I'm saying. I, and I always try to say that and I always try to bring that up. I say, this is where I lean. So understand what you're getting from me, right? Because you're never going to have... You're never going to have GlaxoSmithKline come out on one of their commercials with a new antidepressant and say, by the way, we're making money hand over fist on this. Like, And like you said, there's also nothing wrong with making money. That's how the world goes around. That's I want to make money on this podcast. And that's why we have iPhones and, and laptops is because people make money. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's also disclose where you're coming from. And by doing that, you might have more people come into your orbit who otherwise would have written you off. Uh, he's, he's, he's pro ivermectin. Don't listen to him. Versus if you start a video and you go, I am, pro, I am, I think ivermectin has some benefits. Full disclosure. All right. Well then you might sit through it. And, and lastly, 
and you've said this, and I know it wasn't directed at me, but I know other people have said this directed at me. Don't let your message be lost in the way you say it. And I am guilty of that because as you can see with my rants, I get excited and I start swearing and banging on the table and the message can get lost. You can be saying the best thing ever, but as I am guilty of when I'm F this and mother F that and it's, and you can lose, you can lose the message. And that's something that I'm I want to interject there for a second. <laughs> there are two types of that as well. Okay. One is the passion part. One is the, um, your, emotion part to say, hey, I believe in this thing and I fucking want this thing to be this way, right? Fuck yeah. So that, right? So you're not really at someone, you are displaying your expression, your emotion in a way that can make it clear how much you believe in that thing or don't. It is the, when I made that comment, I think it is important to clarify because many people have this expression, as you just said. Um, I have that expression as well. But it is important to clarify that when I am, somebody is addressing me, for example, in a comment, and they think I'm wrong somewhere. Now, when they tell me that, hey, you are a, this. You're a fucking idiot. Right? And you are wrong. The, the, the fucking idiot part brings me to a point to say, you know what, I'm just going to move on. I'm not even going to read the rest. Sure. And now that person's message is lost and they had actually put curses in there to strengthen their message. And all of a sudden that became a weak point. So they saying this that, Hey, I fucking love ivermectin. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. I, I actually would love to hear that kind of an expression and believe in it. But if I said, Hey, this guy is fucking idiot then all of a sudden that discourse is gone. Sure. Yeah. So as, a, as opposed to, you know, if I said, um, let's say I'm a physician, let's say I'm a researcher and, and you know, I comment and I say, hey, man, uh, I, I understand what you're saying, but if you looked at this 1996 report on, Iver, on ivermectin, you can actually see there's a lot of things contrary to what you're saying. You, a level-headed individual, will go, huh, let me see that. But if I go, hey, listen up, fucktard. I could be the smartest man in the world, leaving the most, giving you a study that you had never heard of that could change the way you look at the world. But if I preface it with, with an insult and coming, you know, fangs out, well then, yeah, you're not going to listen. And it's, and there's also, you're right. There's nothing wrong with passion. Like, like yeah. you're a fucking Absolutely. beautiful soul. You are a wonderful person. I love talking to you. You glow. You have a halo. You are, you're a saint. I am a fan. So that expression okay. and colorful expression, I think, is totally <laughs> fine. And and the, this is the this is a part of this whole uh, discussion at this time that you could have a very colorful language, and that has its own beauty as well. The point is, even in jokes, you know that those jokes that are at the expense of somebody else yeah. are less successful compared to maybe joking about your own self or joking about something without putting somebody um, at the expense or, or making the butt of the joke. So it's not only the emotional part of it, even entertaining messages which demean someone during that message are actually not received well. So it is really uh, trying to articulate in a way, and why am I insisting on this? In this pandemic, people, again, the lack of leadership has made people seek the truth by themselves and have to then figure out what position to take and then be able to engage in this discourse. And I think it is important that if you want to engage in this discourse, one way to be more clear and more articulate and to be more communicative is to be to keep your message clean so it can reach the other person. But I love the the colorful language where we are not cursing and abusing somebody else, but we're just showing our emotion. It's totally fine. Let's wrap this one up. Thank you so much for coming on here. And I, I've, I've had, how do I pronounce your name again? I don't want to butcher it. Mobin. Mobin. Okay, I'm just making sure. Doctor Mobin, I fucking love you, man. 
You're a cool guy. Fucking <laughs> love you too. You're a cool guy too. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on here, man. What what an absolute pleasure. What an absolute pleasure. I, that that was beautiful. Thank you so much. I sincerely mean that. That you you were born to be a doctor. I just had a guy on who was a Marine who was raised, who was babysat by World War II Marines, and it was sort of like from the get go, this guy was going to be a Marine. Man, <laughs> yes. you you were meant to be a doctor. That's that's, and I don't think every doctor can say that, but you you were meant to be a doctor. You can you can feel the love coming off of you, and thank you so much, sir. I will email you this when it is uploaded. Of course, I will email you this when it is uploaded. I would love to talk to you again sometime. And until then, I would put your uh, put your YouTube channel in the description. It's a fantastic channel. Like I said, I don't understand half of it, but I like listening to it because you're just a cool guy to listen to, and you're 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 uh, you're an even healed guy and well i could just compliment you for hours but we both have things to do so i will i will wrap this up (laughs) thank you very much for having me thank you so much for coming on god bless god bless america stay safe everybody be kind to each other be the change you want to see in the world and don't listen to every barking dog thank you sir goodbye recording stopped